Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Red Circle, Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, make sure you go to rockesports.com. That's R-O-K-E-Sports.com, our first ever 2K tournament. It's going to be after Heat Celtics on Friday night. Alex Toledo, you know him as Tropical Blanket, is going to be your host. Come check it out. Sign up online, though. It's $30 to play. There are lots of prizes. It's great food, great drinks. It's going to be a great time after. Again, as soon as Heat Celtics ends, it starts. But come hang out for the Heat Celtics game as well. Rock Esports Center. Go to rockesports.com. And now, today's episode. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. You hear a little bit of background noise. That's because we're actually at Kasaya Center right now. Myself and Brady Hawk, Alex Toledo, who's at Rocky Sports right now, will be showing up shortly. We wanted to do this for posterity. Um, I've had a little bit of a cold. My voice hasn't been so great, so we had to bump some episodes back. So we're here at 6 p.m. on opening night. Just actually got out of Eric Spolster's press conference. And Brady Hawk and I are going to go through some of our predictions for this season so that later we can't tell you that it just was whatever we felt like. We'll actually have it here recorded. So I'm going to start here. We'll go back and forth uh, with these. And I'm going to start with the top here. We've already talked about scoring, who's going to lead the team in scoring, and all of that. I'm going to start with this. I think that this is a 47-win team on paper and how do i come to that i don't expect a big trade i think if we were expecting a big trade at this point we might look into the 50s how are they going to upgrade i just don't think that's the direction of the season i i think you know kyle lowry's contract is obviously something to watch but i think that the roster going into opening night is pretty much what we're going to see for most of the season certainly jimmy and bam and a lot of the other pieces we'll see what happens with kayla martin i just look at it this way I might say low 50s if I thought Jimmy was going to play 75 games. I don't. I had him at about 67, probably misses about 15. In those games, you just try to go, even with improved depth, you try to go seven and eight, maybe six and nine in those games. I think that holds you back a little bit. They did have a lot of man games lost to injury last year. That tends to happen with the Heat. They will hold guys out a little bit longer. So I don't know that that's going to change dramatically. I expect growth from Bam and Hero, but I expect it to be mostly around the margins. And I don't know that there's another guy that's going to pop enough. I see I see good signs. We saw him from Haywood Highsmith before he got hurt, but now he may miss a month. I think with Caleb a little bit, maybe Hawkins makes a contribution. But I think 47 wins. And, and when people are like, okay, where does that rank in the East? In the West, 47 wins might not get you a top six or seven seed, the way that looks. I think in the Eastern Conference, it's Boston, Milwaukee in some order. I think Cleveland will be a very good regular season team. I have Miami slotted in right behind. Yeah, I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. I think the only thing that I may push back on a little bit 
is talking about the record potentially in the games Jimmy doesn't play because I think that's the stuff we're looking at. And I actually feel like they're better fitted for those type of games than they were previously. And probably in any Jimmy team across this heat era. Like, I, I just feel like we could talk about depth, but they have the correct depth. I know Spose used that word before, like having the right depth, but they have the right depth behind Jimmy. Whereas like if Jimmy doesn't play, they have the other guy to go to. They have a guy that can back up the guy that they go to. Like they have these other guys that they can run similar stuff through. So I think that kind of bumps them up in a way in the wins column. So I'm pretty much right there with you. Uh, I guess I'll take, I'll flow into to my prediction this season. I mean, you, like you went big picture. I'm still going to stay on the minor side of things. And you mentioned his name before. I just think Haywood Highsmith's going to have a bigger role and kind of bigger season than we ever anticipated before this season. I, I've kind of started saying it right up when, when camp started. I kind of got a look at what he was looking like, and it's like, okay, they have something here. They have a guy that is the perfect build around their main guys that can play at the four, mm-hmm. and he's the perfect guy that Eric Spolster could utilize because that's the type of guy he likes. That's the type of guy he leans on. We talked about, you know, molding his game kind of in a way of P.J. Tucker. Well, I love P.J. Tucker. So that's not a terrible guy to mold your game after on this Heat roster. But I just think in terms of predictions, I said before, like, there was there was a kind of talking about hot takes, and it's like, I just think Haywood Highsmith's going to close way more games than we've given credit for. Like, when we talk about a closing lineup, I think it could get to, like, a point where they're rolling out, Caleb, like, their main three guys, and then maybe Caleb and Highsmith, or Jay Rich and Highsmith. They're doing different things, but I think Haywood's going to be in that closing lineup more than maybe we're expecting. Because before this, we were talking about him not even maybe being in the rotation. Like, we are talking about Hawkins and Jovic and the fun aspects of them. But I'm like, Jaime, or excuse me, Haywood Highsmith is going to be in that rotation. When he returns, it's a difficult setback. But I just think that'll be kind of the thing we'll look back on this season and say, well, he had a bigger role than we expected. I know you guys went through the defense without me, and I, I got a chance to listen to a lot of that. So I'll make another prediction here. I think they get back into the top five defensively this year. Um, because I think that they have the flexibility to go all defense if they need to at times. And I, I, I know obviously Tyler's going to play a big role and you have to cover him up defensively to, to a large degree. But when you talk about Highsmith, you talk about Richardson, who I think if we talk about where he's still going to be most effective for them, I think it's going to be on the defensive end. We talk about Caleb and obviously what he can do defensively. You can put the three of those guys out there with Bam and Jimmy to close games at times. And that is that is a lockdown type unit. So I think that they are going to finish in the top five in the defensive categories that matter. Field goal percentage against this is a team that doesn't foul a lot I think that will play to their advantage as well and then on the offensive end I think we had them you know we're like can they be top 15 and all of us were kind of shaky on it I think they'll be somewhere in that 15 to 20 mix to me the most important thing for them offensively other than the obvious which is the three-point shooting is can they increase their free throw rate because if they can increase their free throw rate, they are a good free throw shooting team. We talked about it last year, 10th, I think, in attempts, uh, but they were second overall in makes simply because they make so many of them once they actually get there. Somebody else has got to be able to do that for them. And I look at Caleb, and I we've talked about the stats here, and I have him close to 13 points per game. I kind of felt like I undershot there a little bit. Um Caleb, to me, is the guy that that I think, and I know you talk about Highsmith, and so sometimes I think we take Caleb for granted a little bit because he's already kind of made that leap. I think the next leap is coming. I don't think that this is going to be a player that we look at and say, oh, we had such high hopes for him, and he's having a sophomore slump kind of situation. Not that last year was his rookie year, but it was a breakout year for him. I don't think that's the case. I think if you're going to look at disappointments for this season, 
and I don't know that it's necessarily going to be their fault. I think we got ahead of our skates a little bit on Jovic. I'm, I'm wondering where the role is going to be for him. He looks like somebody they need to feature a little bit more. I don't know how they do that without a prolonged injury. And the other thing to watch here that is a concern is – it's one thing to have guys like Kyle Lowry and Kevin Love in the roles that the veterans took when they joined the big three era, which was kind of like Allen and Battier, where, you know, again, both played a lot of minutes, but I feel like you're counting on Lowry and Love more than you should be right now at this stages of their careers. Lowry more than Love because of the, the deficiency of point guard. And I, I'm just wondering if it's going to be one of those seasons where we look at it and are like, yeah, they went over the edge. Because there is a certain point for every player where you can get yourself in the best possible shape, which both of them appear to have done, but the, the, the physical tools are just not there anymore. I don't know if Kevin can still shoot 35% from three. And if he can't, he's going to be a liability in other ways no matter how smart he is. And so that's an issue. Kyle, everybody knows kind of what my concerns are there. Um, but they are going to have to get some kind of a point guard reinforcement during the season. I say I don't think there's going to be a big splash move, but there's going to have to be a smaller move. You know, we even we go into this game, Monty Morris is out for a month on Detroit. That's a player that could help Miami. Okay, there, there are players around the league that can help them i do think that they will again second apron's a concern all that but i do think they will make some moves to try to improve the team as they go forward i just don't think the big splash move is going to be out there and so they are going to have to count on kevin and and kyle at, at some you know early in the season here and i i just think we're going to look at the latter part of the season and say that didn't ultimately work out i've just i've seen enough of these over the years Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, before we close here, well, we're going to get into the playoff situation too, but any other predictions just with the players, and then we'll close out this episode and just get into some predictions of how deep they might go into the playoffs. Yeah, I'll quickly say that I agree with a lot you were saying. I think, number one, when I mentioned Haywood before, it was like a part of that reason of that role is because some of the power forward rotation in front of them may look a little different than we're expecting. You mentioned Love maybe not dropping out at some point or maybe missing some games. Jovic not being in the role that maybe we expect him to be at this stage just because he just doesn't look comfortable right now. You kind of hit on a lot of that stuff. You know, ideally, in a game like tonight, ahead of this game, it's like he's going to get minutes. Maybe he can kind of have that jolt. But I think in terms of predictions with players, I mean, you touched on Tyler a little bit, but he has to be like the the alpha guy on the team. You use that word all the time and being the alpha. And it's like, I think he's a 24-point-per-game scorer. That was my hot take that I think he kind of bumps that up. Uh Partly because I think he's going to be slightly more efficient. The other part of it is he might slightly get, get slightly more to the line this season. And then the big part is I think he's going to get up a little bit more threes, which is going to naturally buck up your your points per game scoring. And if he could kind of bundle all that three together, it sounds easier saying it than actually doing it through 82 games. Uh, but he's a guy that's going to have the ball in his hands so much that they're going to need him. You're mentioning the, the lack of point guard. It's like, even though I remember asking Tyler about the point guard, like the word point guard, and he like does not want to hear that he's a point guard, but he's naturally, okay, he's an on-ball player. He's a heavy on-ball player. That's what he's going to be instead of that word. So it's like, 
He's going to have the ball in his hands a ton. He's going to have opportunities to score. They're going to move him off the ball. And I think what they're telling him right now is just like they yelled at Duncan and Max before to like, every time you're open, shoot it. That's what they're telling Tyler. They're like, if you're off the ball and you get that, don't overreact, cut down. He's talking about cutting down dribbles and trying to like maximize stuff. Just get the ball up. And watching him as a shooter in an open gym, you're like, yeah, that's that's what you'd want most more so than anything. So I think Tyler's the big one for me. And it's funny, we talked about so many of these guys I just want to point out. We've talked very little about Jimmy Butler. <laughs> like their best player, the guy that just dropped 56 in a playoff game a couple months ago. And we were kind of barely talking about him in a way that maybe we usually are saying like, okay, because he's going to kind of be underwhelming in the regular season. I think the way that like fans and us in general are kind of projecting of what he's going to be this regular season, he might. <laughs> yeah, he always like, does the opposite. Go over the expectation yeah. in a way. So I'd look out for that this season as well. Yeah, always the contrarian. And he's in this position where, you know, he's taking on the whole nobody believes in us thing. He seems to be talking about that a little bit more. All right. So here's where I close on this. I said 47 to 35, fourth seed. I think that how far they go in the playoffs. First thing, I do think they will need to make some kind of a point guard upgrade during the season. Again, I don't think it's going to be major, but they, I think they got to do something. But I think a lot of it's going to come down to who's in those one and two spots, because here's how I look at it. I think they can beat Boston in the playoffs again. I, I think this Boston team is better suited for the regular season now than the postseason. They may add bigs during the season, but they don't got a lot of flexibility. They're in that second apron. They're counting on Al Horford to help anchor a lot or Porzingis to be healthy. They don't have smart. I know that Holiday obviously upgrades them in some ways. No question about it. I am not one of those picking Tatum for MVP. I'm not there with him. Um but I think Milwaukee's a tougher matchup for Miami in the postseason. I think I, I would not be stunned if Boston is the number one seed coming out of this. Uh, and Milwaukee kind of settles in a little bit. I think Milwaukee's going to have some defensive issues. We've talked about that. I would not want to see the Bucs in the playoffs at all. I think if Boston gets the one seed, I absolutely could see Miami getting to the conference finals and playing the Bucs. Absolutely could see that. I think if boss if Milwaukee's the one seed, I don't see it. I I I, I again I understand that Miami has beaten Milwaukee in various incarnations over the years. This is a different animal you got to deal with offensively that Milwaukee's bringing into this. And so I will say this: I'm going to play the optimist role here. Say Boston gets the one, Miami gets the four. The Heat make the Eastern Conference Finals and lose to the Bucks in five games. And because you're playing the optimist role, I'm going to one up you. I'm going to say they get to the finals. I think they get back to the finals. And maybe that's just part of me that is uh, influenced by the words of Jimmy Butler. But if that's the case, so be it. Because he's proven to be right so many times when he says stuff, when he heads into a season and says about getting to that finish line, when he tells media day that he wants to go, he's going to go into the playoffs and beat Dame and Giannis and the head coach that he has a relationship with. I believe him. Like, I, if, if all these people that have doubted him when he said these words before, like, at, at a certain point, you just have to accept it, that it's going to get to a certain point in the playoffs where you have to trust this that player, this coach, and this organization. So, I, you were playing out this world, but I had to one up you. As long as he doesn't say he's stupidly locked in, they'll be fine. All right. Thanks to Brady. Alice will join us on a future podcast. So, there we're at. Brady's got him in the finals. I got him in the conference finals. And then Heat fans are going to be complaining in the offseason that they don't help Jimmy out in his window after he averages 32.3 points in the postseason and they fall just short again. Thanks to our sponsor, Rocky Sports Center. Make sure you go out there Friday night, 2K tournament. You guys told us you wanted us to go to Dade. Sign up. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.